Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. On the show today, I have the LaGrange Grangers high school baseball coach, Donnie Branch. He has been coaching there for years. They just had an incredible run to the state title. Coach, welcome. Well, I appreciate you having me. Uh, anytime we get an opportunity to talk about LaGrange and LaGrange baseball, uh, I'm not going to miss it. I got to tell you what an atmosphere it was at the branch. WRBL anchor Jack Patterson said it best. It seemed like half the city of LaGrange was at the branch. It felt like it was a, just an incredible atmosphere. I attended the game against Heritage. You have got a 14-year-old pitcher, Caden Wood. I mean, he's only 14. He's a freshman. He's about to become a pitching star If you because know, you have a very young team. You only had five seniors. I feel, Coach, that this team is going to be back. Well, that's, you know, it's a long grind. You know, you don't ever want to make assumptions. But uh, we were young. We had uh, five seniors, and uh, two of them started uh, on the field, in the field, and then one of them was our D8. So that tells you that, you know, most of the guys that were playing were were very young. And uh, one of our best players was actually out for the playoffs. He's our – we have a freshman center fielder, Grice and Cockrell, so we're even younger than it appeared at the end. Uh, but Caden Wood was great. Uh, again, I think he turned 15 uh, right when the season ended, but he won uh, three consecutive game threes uh in the playoffs and you know to win one game three is a big deal and he won three in a row and actually threw a no hitter in the uh last one against cedartown he went six and a third and uh, i took him out and brought in our uh junior commit to auburn trevor Booten, and he got the last two outs but uh caden was unbelievable uh he's a strike thrower he's really smart and uh, he lets his defense work and uh, he's got a bright future, and uh, we don't lose any pitchers, so they'll all be back next year. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is you, you don't get to start where you end. you got to restart and do the whole thing over to get back. So we're looking forward to getting started with that uh, here in the next couple of weeks in the weight room. And, Coach, your team had a lot of postseason accolades. Congratulations on winning Coach of the Year for the region. You also had the Player of the Year, Colton Esposito. And you talked about Trevor Bouton, him and Caden Wood. I went to the game against Heritage, but I was listening to Michael Buchanan on the radio. He does the color commentary for your radio broadcast. And I started just becoming a fan of the Grangers. I do work up in LaGrange. I'm from Columbus. 
but you just had a magical run and you've had a tradition in history of winning. You won the state title in 2004. Coach, let's go back to uh, what was that journey like when you took over as coach? Well, uh, yeah, I took over uh, a long time ago, uh, uh, 1989. And, uh, you know, at that time, LaGrange baseball wasn't a real big deal. Uh, you know, LaGrange is a, had been a football power, uh, and I, I was actually on that staff, but you know, for many, many decades, it had been a football power. So and basketball had, had been really good and baseball was a little bit of an afterthought. And, uh, but there was some talent here and, and we just kind of went to work and uh, we turned it around pretty quick and uh, we had a nice run, you know, for a lot of years. Um, and, uh, but the players were kind of always here and uh, it just wasn't the uh, emphasis and the, the pride in, in baseball that we had in, in football. We had a really good talent base here. Really true pie was good as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of, pouring in the, the work and the effort and uh, getting folks on board. I remember my first year, I mean, we'd play games. We'd have like eight or ten people at the games. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. And uh, within another a year or two, we were, you know, playing deep in the playoffs and it had big crowds. And people in LaGrange like, like winning a lot. And if you start winning, they jump on board. And that's kind of the way it's been ever since. Coach, you've had the opportunity to coach – Major League Baseball, Gold Glove, and All-Star center fielder Mike Cameron. What was that experience like? And did you know from the start that he was going to be something special? Uh, yeah, Mike has been uh, – not only is was he a major leaguer, uh, but Mike has been a guy that's really given back to the program. And uh, But Mike was uh, really small at, uh, when he came into high school. He was, uh, he was undersized, and uh, he uh, – he was not a guy that you think this guy's going to be a big leaguer or this guy's going to be something uh, great. Uh, he, he shot up uh, kind of uh, the summer going into his junior year, and he grew and he did all the work. I mean, he also played football, and uh, so I knew him from football. And uh, But, you know, he, you could tell he, he had some skill, but his size, uh, I mean, he was like one of our smallest guys in the program there till uh, his junior year all of a sudden he shot up and he's you know six foot one and he was you know had a long body and he was athletic and and then he was a real worker and uh and you could tell at that point hey this guy is going to be definitely a college guy and then you know his senior year he had a really good senior year but he was a late bloomer he wasn't a guy even I, we knew he was going to get drafted but we didn't know how high and and we he was a guy that, hey, we thought, you know, he might have a chance at pro ball, but you didn't pencil him into the big leagues. You just knew that he was going to do the work and it would take some breaks and so forth. And then once he got – there was some struggles along the way in the minor leagues as well. And I, remember, I remember him calling me, you know, struggling and so forth. And But he just – he's a grinder. And he, he basically worked his way to the big leagues. And then once he got there – you know, he became, he did, he became one of the best center fielders in the game. And coach, you also mentioned to me that you had the opportunity to coach NFL players, Tyrone Poole and Wesley Woodyard. What was that experience like? It was great. Uh, 
you know, Tyrone was a guy that and he was another guy that was kind of a late bloomer. You know, we didn't know how good Tyrone, we knew he was a really good athlete, but he wasn't a natural football player. I mean, kind of by evidence by the fact that, you know, he wasn't a division one player. Uh, I mean, he was a track guy and uh, I mean, he was a freakish athlete, but he really didn't know how to play football. And uh, but he was a good high school player, but it wasn't like he was a big time recruit. And he ended up going to Fort Valley. You know, they threw him out there. And uh, and then, you know, when the talent hit and everybody saw it, he became, you know, an unbelievable player there and ended up being a high draft pick, won some Super Bowls uh, with the New England Patriots. He was on a couple of their early Patriot championships. Just a great guy. And, you know, he's a. Again, he's another guy that's giving back, does a lot of charity work, and he pops in periodically. Like I say, he's got a foundation and so forth, and, uh, you know, he's done well for himself. And Wesley's kind of – he's probably the best leader I've ever been associated with. He he makes everybody around him better. Uh, He was a guy that he – he was a a backup free safety when he was young, and – uh, we on on a couple really good teams, and then uh, uh, he kept getting bigger and stronger, and he ended up being an outside linebacker for us, which is kind of like a safety uh, in a lot of defenses. I was a defensive coordinator, and uh, and he was the any time I needed to get a message to the players that I didn't want to deliver, he was the guy who did it. And uh, he's just an un. I think he could be governor of Kentucky. I mean, he is a just a smooth, uh, sharp young man who, uh, wherever he's at, he's going to be team captain. I mean, he was an undrafted free agent. He became team captain in Denver. He did the same thing uh, when he went to Tennessee. Every coach loves him. Uh, he's like an extension of the coaching staff, but the players love him. And uh, really proud of Wesley. Like, he's got a 16 Ways Foundation. That's one thing you'll see about a lot of our guys in LaGrange. They give back. Uh, There's a bond of being a LaGrange High Granger, and they always come back and give back. Mike Cameron, in fact, donated a bunch of money is how we got those bleachers at LaGrange High and the hitting facility behind the bleachers. He made a generous donation. We raised some money, and then the Callaway Foundation here in town actually matched it. So that was the beginning of changing a recreation ballpark that wasn't very good into the park that you saw when you came, which is a beautiful setting and a really, really nice uh, venue for high school sports. But that was because of uh, the relationship between uh, me and Mike and Mike and LaGrange High. And uh, that's kind of, you know, that's a tradition at LaGrange. They always give back. When you took over as the head baseball coach in 1989, the school had previously had three winning seasons, but you have since 1989 has had an overall record of 596 wins, 284 losses, 28 playoff appearances. Uh, You've had seven final four appearances, eight elite eight appearances, You've had just recently losing to North Oconee. And really, Coach, you had such a great run. North Oconee was ranked the fifth best baseball team in the country. So they were considered the Goliath of baseball. And and you guys fought hard against North Oconee Open Rome. So, Coach, what was that experience like 
winning that state title in 2004? Well, I mean, that was, uh, you know, LaGrange had, had obviously never won one. And we, we had won them in basketball and football. I was a part of uh, four of them in football. So, but for baseball, to know where we started from and, uh, you know, a lot of it's, you know, the struggle and the grind to go from, you know, three winning seasons in the school history, but working our way into kind of being a, a top five, top ten team in the state perennially uh, was really a big deal. It was a lot of work, a lot of really good assistant coaches, a lot of really good players kind of laid the foundation. and We kept knocking on the door. And uh, finally, in 04, we uh, I had some special players, and uh, the town just really caught fire, just like it did this year, in fact. And and uh, I had a pitcher, Josh Edmondson, who went to Florida, and uh, another pitcher, Corey Knowles, who was an All-American at Columbus State, actually. And uh, we had Brandon Monk, who was a draft pick by the seventh rounder by the Braves. And we had we're just a bunch of really good players, and we had to – beat Goliath that year as well. It was uh, Cartersville had won three in a row. We played them, and it went down to game three. Uh, and, uh, I mean, like I say, it was on a Saturday morning, uh, and the whole town was here basically, and we ended up uh, in a slugfest. We beat them 13 to 10. They had a couple guys on and a really good hitter up, and we turned a double play to end it. And I mean, I'll never forget that feeling. And those players, I'm still real close. They were texting me on the bus ride up to Rome. In fact, I was still hearing from those guys. They were all saying, "Hey, congrats, coach. You know, you're doing great and all that." And they'd say, "Hey, I think we'd whip that team you got now. You know, they're pretty confident guys, so <laughs> and competitive." But uh, it was a really, really special run by. A great group of guys, and and they're the benchmark for Lagrange High baseball. You know, they're the only one we've gotten close. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, it, you know, you don't say it in the newspaper because you're, you know, I get on the kids about making excuses, and it's really not an excuse, but it's just a fact. Uh, we had a lot of great teams in the '90s that ended up, you know, going we, going to Final Fours and all that, and we were playing two classes higher than we should have been in. We were a two-way side school playing 4A uh, and winning anyway and going to Final Fours, but uh, that's just what LaGrange had always done. And uh, their football, our football rivalries were Griffin and Noonan and people like that. So you were expected to play the highest classification, and uh, you know, which I loved it. But at the same time, there were probably some state championships in there for AA in double-A for, you know, a lot of our teams that we didn't get that had some great players uh, along the way. So, you know, finally in around uh, 2000 or 2001, the big schools kept getting bigger, and, and our school pretty much stayed the same size. And it really got to be where we were still competitive, but it was like, hey, let's give our players the best chance you know, to go as far as they can go. And we decided to play in the classification that we actually fit in. So we, we made that decision. I didn't make it, but our principal and athletic director, with our input, went on and did that. And, you know, I think that was a good thing. Like I say, the big schools used to have 1,800 students. Now, you know, in Atlanta, you got schools with 3,200 then they'll get up to four or five thousand, and they'll split, making two new schools, and it just keeps growing, growing. And Lagrange High sat around, 
anywhere from a thousand to twelve hundred students for a ton of years. So uh, that was a little bit of an unfair disadvantage for for our kids as far as championships. But we nobody complained because we still were good and we com- very competitive. But there's probably a few more titles out there we could have got. All right, Coach, let's talk about this season because it was an incredible run to the state championship against North Oconee up in Rome, Georgia. It wasn't easy. You had three elimination games, starting with Flowery Branch. You won the first game, but it went to a best of three, able to beat Flowery Branch 7-5. to five. In The next two games, in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, Heritage, you lost the first game, so you had to win games two and three, but you were able to do it with your pitching. Trevor Bouton and Caden Wood. I happened to be at the elimination game against Heritage when you won 5 nothing. That was just an incredible scene. And then Cedartown, you lost the first game. But you were able to defeat Cedartown 11 nothing and 2 to nothing to reach the state championship. What was that experience like? And what were you telling your players when in the quarterfinals and the semifinals you lost game one? So you had your backs against the wall. It was a do-or-die situation in games two and three. And so what was going through your players' mind and what were you telling your players? Well, you really never know, you know, how players are going to handle it till, um, till it happens. But one thing that we try to do, and, and, and I've always really done this with, with our teams, is to make sure that our players know hey, it's two out of three. Because I see – I hear a lot of coaches and, and – uh, especially when they're inexperienced, you know, you get that mentality, you have to sweep. Well, if you get that mentality, we're going to sweep, and then you drop a game, there can be some, a little bit of panic. So we we tell our guys, look, our plan's to win the series. We don't know which two we're going to win, but we're going to win the series. Uh, And, you know, it it may be win the first one and, you know, we may we have to respect the opponent. They're trying to win as well, so it's going to be tough. So it's our job just to grind out two wins any way we can do it. And uh, we we had a lot of faith in our our pitching. We were a pitching team. Uh, that's kind of my thing. I'm a, I'm a pitching guy. I was a college pitcher, and uh, I like coaching pitchers. And I, I I had a lot of faith in our staff, and so we felt like you know out of our three starters, we could get two really against anybody and uh so it, we really didn't know how we were going to do it but it's hey guys we're going to win we're going to win uh two of them and you know in that first round we got the first one like i said we, we dropped the second one that was a little bit of the unknown and that was probably the most one that you had a little more worry about because in that flowery branch because that was Caden wood who was a freshman in his first game three and then when I saw how he reacted in that one, I, I felt pretty good in the next two when we got to game three that our kids had a lot of faith in him. And uh, we played some – we played really good defense. And the, the Cedartown game was probably the game that our guys made. We made a bunch of really good defensive plays in that one to really help him. And, uh, again, he, had, he threw six and a third no-hit innings in that one. Uh, but, you know, you prepare for a three-game series. If you think anything otherwise, when you lose a game, you can panic. So that's exactly – we'll tell them the same thing next year. We've got to win two out of three. And uh, and that, that's the way we prepare. 
What was that atmosphere like playing in the state championship game up in Rome, Georgia, home of the Rome Braves, playing in a minor league ballpark and having your fans out there? You know, players, you know, they play on a high school baseball field, but, you know, players are having an opportunity to play in a minor league baseball field with just all the accolades that you have of, of, of a ballpark. And what was that atmosphere like? It was awesome. And luckily for me, I had actually scouted a game or two there uh, because some of the local teams will play a game there. And Cartersville played a game there a few years back. We scouted it there. So I'd been there and watched a game in there. And then uh, and then uh, my son coaches at Northside High School in Columbus. He's an assistant. And uh, they were in the state finals there uh, about three years ago, I believe, when they, they played Denmark. And they won the state. And they played there. So I watched a state championship series at Rome watching Northside play Denmark. So that gave me a little bit of an idea how it how it was, the atmosphere and so forth. Our guys, uh, it, it was unbelievable. It was actually better than I thought. I, I, I'm old school. I prefer playing on a high school field in a, in a high school atmosphere normally. But the kids really enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, and uh, I mean, we brought a, uh, we chartered a bus uh, up there, and but we chartered a, uh, you know, we had a fan bus, a, you know, a student bus. We had a ton of fans, and so did North Oconee. They have a great following. So uh, I thought it would be, you know, a sparse crowd, but it was a really good crowd, and it was it was really really loud. You know, just uh, it it kind of gave you like it was a. Uh, you know, a game like we belonged in there. You know, the crowd noise was great. The uh, the field was really good. It was big. That was a little different, you know. Uh, uh, you know, the dimensions were really, really big in center field and the, and the gaps. So, you know, we kind of tried to use that to our advantage. Uh, you didn't want to walk anybody because you didn't feel like too many guys were going to be hitting home runs like they would maybe in the high school park. So, you know, we challenged some guys where normally we might have pitched a little different. But it, it was an unbelievable experience. And I would love to, you know, Rome would be the one I'd want to play at. Truist Park, the ones that play there, it's not quite as good because they have so many restrictions and rules about what you can and can't do there that I'm not sure is as enjoyable. But Rome, those people were awesome. The uh, people working there and the venue was great and uh you know i mean they've made a real nice goal for us to you know get an opportunity to hopefully one day go back there all right coach with the reclassification for the 2023 baseball season have you pre-scouted on what might be several opponents that you could possibly face for the 2023 season because you're not going to face I mean, you're not going to face Shaw. You're not going to face Carver. You're not going to face Jordan. LaGrange has actually got moved into a new classification where they're playing Stars Mill. They're playing Whitewater. I mean, is it going to be a little bit different for the 2023 season with the new reclassification? Yeah, no doubt it is. Uh, our region, uh, you know, in, in our in our old region, it was uh, us, Columbus, and Troop were the – kind of the top three teams really battling for first, second, third. And then Shaw was kind of the fourth team. And, uh, and Coach Shackelford did really doing a great job at, at Shaw. And, and he had kind of gotten them to be the fourth team the last couple of years. And, uh, but the depth of the region 
uh, just got a lot, a lot, a lot bigger. We've got Stars Mills an elite program. They won the five A championship two years ago, and uh, their coach and I have been friends a long time. He's, uh, I don't, they're along the lines of a North Oconee. I don't think they're quite as good as North Oconee was this year, but they're they're just a perennial powerhouse. So. Whitewater won that region, and they're like really good. Uh, uh, and then Troop is, you know, that's our arch rival. So, you know, they're they're always good. Uh, and then uh, Trinity is kind of the trump card in there because they're uh, they're a team that, you know, when you they get they have a, I know a, a couple D one guys. They got a D one arm that's back going to Georgia Tech. So throws in the nineties, you know, so basically there's going to be five teams. There's some other teams too, but they're the ones not quite as good. And, but there's four spots and there's five teams. So, you know, that's a, that's a problem. That means that there's going to be a really good team. that's not going to make the playoffs first thing. And the second thing is, you know, our fourth team might be as good as a lot of regions first team. Um, so that's, uh, you know, somebody's going to get a real bad draw in the playoffs next year when they play the fourth, the fourth place team in our region. And because they'll, they'll probably be as good as the first in a lot of places. That's a really, really strong region. We open our region schedule with stars mail at home. Uh, so that's a heck of a way to start the new region, uh, because they'll be really, really good. And, uh, hopefully we'll be good as well and but it, it's a it's a different it's a different thing and and i know a lot about those teams because again my son coaches at Northside, so that was the region they were in in 5a was with whitewater and stars mill so you know uh, i've talked to him a bunch about you know those teams and and uh, i have a pretty good idea for we played Northside as well, so he can kind of compare us to to them. So we're go- we've got our hands full, and and we start the weight room June sixth, and we'll start preaching that real early that it's going to be a new year and a new region, and we'll have to earn our respect in that new region. Coach, I am excited about Lagrange baseball next season, and it's been a great time in the city of Lagrange uh, with not just LaGrange High School, but Troop County and Callaway, all making playoff runs in the state championships. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to have Kevin Eckleberry on the show next week. Um, I had Antoine Prather on the show earlier uh, this week as we talked a little about LaGrange College. I know, unfortunately, with the tragedy they faced, they have been resilient, and now they're playing in the Super Regional this weekend. But, Coach, it's just such an honor for you just to be a guest on the podcast. As I, I try to give some love to LaGrange Sports. I know this is a podcast mainly dedicated to the Columbus teams, but I like to represent the Chattahoochee Valley because LaGrange has just got a great atmosphere. It's a great city. you got a lot of passionate fans, and I, I just wish you nothing but the best of luck, Coach. Well, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about our, our program and, and our school and the town again it's a it's a real special place when i came here many many years ago you know i didn't think that's where i would finish you know i mean i thought i would start here and you'd look you know in coaching you just kind of venture on 
but my kids were born here and you know we've lived here for a long time and we're not going anywhere so it's a really special place and anytime i get a chance to promote lagrange and lagrange high i'm gonna be there all right thanks coach thank you for the opportunity All right, that was the LaGrange High School Grangers head baseball coach, Donnie Branch, who has taken time out of his busy schedule to join me on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope that everybody has a great weekend. Good luck to the LaGrange Panthers in the Super Regionals this weekend. Hopefully they can make it to the College World Series. And we'll have Kevin Eckleberry on the show next week. I'm excited about that. So we give some love to sports in LaGrange. Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you then. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.